This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. All right, well, joining us now on the line, and uh, I'm very pleased to say um, he's taken a bit of time out of his day because he's a busy, busy man, is David Riccio from the Sunday Telegraph. Riccio, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Christo. Happy to join you, mate. Thank you very much. I know it's sort of late notice as well, but I read an article yesterday and, and it prompted me to get in touch with you. And then I, I read a couple more things by you again today. And uh, firstly, um, are, you, are you a Revhead? You a motorsport fan? Or, but I guess everyone gets up for Bathurst. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, look, I float in and out of, yeah. um, of, the, yeah, of the, the, that potent smell of petrol fumes, <laughs> Christo, gets up into the nostrils. No, no, but there go. is no other race like Bathurst. It is... I was going to say it's the race that stops the nation, mm. but that's the, that's the Melbourne Cup. But as far as cars are concerned, um, I know that there are Bathurst parties going on as we speak in mm. lounge rooms, in backyards, yeah. uh, rev heads with their TVs yeah. uh, all around Australia, just glued for the next six, seven hours watching watching the cars. Yeah. I, I, and and I, I've been there, and it's it is a special place. It really is, and. Uh, obviously, it's been pushed back this year due to COVID, usually around October, but it's in December. And it's interesting that the weather is it's a bit similar to what it would be in October, where we know that up on the mountain, the weather always plays a part. So mm. I'll be tuning in later for sure. I've never been there, never done it. Well, I've been there. I've driven around it as a kid with my dad, but I've never actually been to, to, to the uh, the event itself. Uh, I'm just picturing now. Um, and if you're at home listening to, you're in your backyard or wherever, you've probably got your esky chock full of Tui's new or VB. Snag's already on the barbie. I can see it now. I can almost taste it. Um, mate, let's uh, turn to something a little bit more serious um, now. And it was a, a touching story written by you yesterday. I, I've known about it because I'd written, I'd, I'd read rather about um, their misfortunes earlier on. I'm talking about Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, now with Canterbury and his partner or wife. I'm not quite sure. Anna, I think it is. They lost their, their, their child 24 weeks into pregnancy, and that child, I think, would have been due to be born last week. It was a, it's a touching piece written by you, mate. Yeah, thanks, Chris, and all credit to Anna, um, Tavita Pankai Jr.'s wife, um, on this story because uh, rarely do we do we see a young man willing to speak about something so gut wrenching, so, so mm. shattering as what has been um, the loss of their little baby girl, Georgia. Pangai last August. Uh, now, Chris, the, the reason the, story, the the reason that this story drew drew me to to talking to the uh, the Daily Telegraph editor mm. and Sunday Telegraph editor Mick Carroll about this story is the powerful words that Tavita spoke with, but also the maturity mm. um, in the fact that this is very much um, it's a it's a seriously difficult topic um, for par- for parents of stillbirth to go through, but to also express mm. their words and converse with and, and, and share their pain. It's very much an unspoken stigma. And to have a young footballer that has a platform to share his own story, but hopefully open doors for the, for the discussion mm. around this um, heart, 
breaking topic. I thought it was seriously um, touching, but also powerful. And hopefully, uh, as I said, just opens doors and and creates that discussion point that that, that those parents going through this tough time mm. aren't alone. It's, uh, and that's what Tavita spoke about. It's just hard to appreciate, to fathom how they must feel if you haven't gone through it yourself. Thankfully, I haven't, but it's probably more common than, than we uh, we know. Um, yep. And I know of other people who have also also gone through it. So yeah, it, it affects everything, and, and well done to you for writing and bringing it to our attention, um, and for Tavita and, and Anna for also being prepared to talk about it. And he's... He stepped out last night, didn't he? And um, had his first his first fight, actually. Um, and he mm. won as well. And, and there was a nice touching tribute after that victory uh, and that fight in Brisbane. It, yeah, he embroidered the initials of, of little Georgia, um, his, his daughter that they lost, uh, onto his boxing trunks last night. And that's mm. what I ultimately began this discussion with Tavita in my interview with him. He spoke about that. And why he wanted to do that, and, and, and you know that's an easy that's a decision to make, Chris. He can either not embroider the initials of his little girl on those trunks, and we don't, and he's not sharing that story, and he's not creating this discussion. But he did do that to to have this effect, to have the to have the chat, to open doors, to to ha- to know to let other parents know that there is support, mm. there are other people going through this, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to. He wanted to use last night's boxing bout yep. as, as another platform to speak about such a difficult topic. Yep. Uh, Tavita's gone through some troubles in his past. He's, he's a young man. He's made some mistakes. Uh, he openly admits that as well. He's taken some time to mature as a person and as a footballer. He arrives tomorrow, Chris, uh, from Brisbane to Sydney, the biggest move of his career, uh, to, to spend the next three years with the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think they're picking up... Mm a changed person. I really do. I think the past six months have changed Tavita um, and, and, and allowed him to mature probably quicker than uh, other other young men at his age have, have had. Uh, I think they're getting a, a, a pretty good pickup, not just as a footballer, but as a person. Yeah, well done to Tavita and you, mate, for, for writing that, that, that story. And he, he had some time out, didn't he? Even when he was at Penrith there, there were there was times during the year when he, he had to take a break. And a lot of us probably thought, well, mm-hmm. why? But now we sort of know why. And um, hopefully they can move on. They'll always remember this. And any of our listeners out there that have gone through any of this, you know, it's heartbreaking. That number for Lifeline, if you need to chat to someone, 13 11 14. Changing uh, topics, mate. Um, and I read an article today by you. You've had a chat to uh, Parramatta's uh, Clint Gutherson. Uh, I see that he's revealed um, that he was never, ever going to leave the club. Gee, I, I bet the uh, the Eels number crunchers wish they'd known that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the negotiation tactics, you only reveal uh, that type of um, that type of line of thinking after the fact, don't you? But look, at the, I, I thought it yeah. was I thought it was uh, an indication of. I think it just showed some stability from from the more experienced player in that side. Now, he's obviously the, the Parramatta Reels captain, Clint Gutherson, but I just, I thought it, the words that he used, I think it, it indicated that, you know, yes, they're losing some players, but it's not all rocking and rolling at the Eels. Mm. Clint Gutherson, there's no doubt in the world he could have left. He would have picked up another club in a heartbeat. But he did, he spoke about that today, that he, he never wanted to leave. He wants to be that first captain that leads the Eels to their first premiership in 36 years. Um, he had some other opportunities, but believes in this current roster, certainly in the next 12 months, 
and 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 has faith in 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 management to replace to recruit uh, these three players that have obviously made headlines in the past few months that are leaving Reid Marnie, Murata Niakore and Isaac Papali'i mm-hmm. are leaving. But Gustafson spoke about um, how how he does have belief that that not only will they have a successful season next year, but the club will be able to recruit to replace them. And they've all given a speech, have they, those three fellas that are leaving? Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah, a, a pact, you could you could call it, Chris. Uh, those three boys. Now, uh, you know, as rugby league fans and supporters, they get immediately worried that three players that won't be there in the following season have already got their minds on the job yeah. with that other club. Mm. That's what fans fear. They think that these players will switch off. That's it. And won't be focused on doing the job for, for the 12 months of, of their remaining contract. Mm. And it was pleasing to hear that those three boys all front of the entire Eels playing group and said, no, we're here, we're here, mm. we're sticking around and we're, our mind will be on the job and we're going to get this job done. Well, there you go, Eels fans. There's some good news, isn't it? They're, they're not thinking about uh, 2023 or, or greener pastures. They're thinking about 2022. i got a text here. David Riccio on the line, by the way, from the Sunday Telegraph. Uh, g'day, this is from Yepi. Uh, g'day, Chris. Do you know the Real Madrid away jersey looks very Parramatta-ish? Well, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the Real Madrid away jersey, Yepi. So I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. Um, talking about players leaving clubs and the cheese, the hectic cheese. We know he's going to the Roosters next year. I, I don't know how it's going to sit with him at Melbourne um, Storm for 2022. I read yesterday that the, the Storm had maybe approached West Tigers to try and offload him. I read in another publication, other clubs had been approaching Melbourne to try and uh, sign him for a one-year deal before he goes mm. to the Chooks. Have you heard anything? Yeah, look, certainly there's been some dialogue. And, and look, I'll put my personal opinion forward, Chris. I think the Eels, uh, sorry, the, the Melbourne Storm mm. should let Brandon Smith go. I think the, the comments made during the week um, on a podcast, mm-hmm. um, I think if the Melbourne Storm uh, believe in their culture, believe in their standards, uh, to have a player openly declare um, how much he wants to win a premiership in a rival team's jersey 18 months away... I, I, I that doesn't sit well with me, and I'd let him go, and I'd wear the pain. They have Harry Grant at hooker that can cover the role for at least the next 12 months. I'd wear the pain, but also uh, use this opportunity to to throw some money up in their cap. Now that discussion, you know, whether the storm have gone that far, there's certainly been some some chat about if they got a a like-for-like replacement, a player of, of, of star quality, then they would certainly entertain letting Brandon Smith go early. And that's where the discussion around Big Stefano at the West Tigers popped up. And the Tigers have no interest in letting Stefano go. They want to they want to re-sign him, and they're very much down the track of that. And and really, that's where the discussion started and stopped with the Storm and the Tigers. It was more, it was more, more likely the Storm saying, look, if there's one player we would take, it would be Stefano. The Tigers said, well, that's not going to happen. And that's where the discussion stopped. But I think there's a little bit more water to flow here as far as the Brandon Smith situation. We're going to, it'll reach ahead in the next 24, 48 hours. Chris will know where the storm sit with Brandon Smith once uh, he sits down with Craig Bellamy. Mm. David Riccio, mate, thanks for, for giving me a few moments, hey, and our listeners as well uh, on, on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Chris. Enjoy about the